0: And here's an ad from our sponsors. Have you ever heard about Anchor? Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Be Fearless podcast. Today, I bring you a very special guest. She is, or well, she was a teacher for 16 years. Okay. She had a, uh, she fell in love with like historical romances and everything unleashed from there, from that passion. She became an avid reader. And then from there, she became an author. She started telling her own stories. She published herself in April 15 of 2018, she then uh, developed like a marketing strategy from there. And uh, the one that has landed her or bring her to the top 100 in, um in Amazon. Okay, so I'm just not gonna get into much detail. But let me tell you, this is a great author I already read her first book. And it's amazing and she is right now on like 26 books already like come on you need to meet this lady she's amazing her name is author celeste barclay so are you ready to meet her let's go Mm -hmm. welcome (laughs) how are you let me make sure i have you unmuted there you go (laughs) how are you celeste i'm well how are you doing thank you for having me on i am so excited i've been waiting for this day like for a while now i got to read your first book and get to know you know your style and let me tell you i love it um i mean your stories are very I mean, they're beyond romantic, but they're like, super, super awesome. I love yeah. them and I share them with my friends and they loved it too. So for those that don't know you, who is Celeste Barclay, where are you from?
1: Um, well, I grew up mostly in St. Louis. I went to college on the East coast, moved to DC for school, stayed there for about 10 years, Northern Virginia area as well. And then moved out to Northern San Diego, almost 15 years ago, and that's where I still am. I was a teacher for almost 16 years. I'm a mom of two teenage boys. I've been married 18 years, and I'm an author. Wow. I write books <laughs> and tell stories all day, and it's pretty darn awesome.
0: <laughs> I I mean, uh, we, we are, I know that we are going to know everything about that journey, because it's an amazing journey. Um, and now, tell us, what was your dream growing up? It Was becoming a teacher? It was, do you ever thought about yourself writing a book? Like, tell us.
1: So my mom is a retired university professor, and I swore up and down every which way from Sunday that I would never teach, you know, because as a snotty teenager, the last thing I wanted to do is be anything like my mother. Uh-huh. <laughs> I should have known. It's typical typical from all of us. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I had been a peer tutor. I tutored in college. I was a personal trainer and a coach. So the writing was kind of on the wall already. But I believed that I was going to go into international law. That's what I wanted to do. And then I met a Marine. (laughs) And I realized. And everything changed. beyond the fact that he was really cute, was that, you know, I um, I could become an attorney while married to a Marine, but it would certainly make it harder. It wasn't necessarily as portable a career as you might think. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, knowing that we also wanted to have a family, I started thinking about, you know, yeah, I want a career. I need a career. But what can I do that also facilitates having a family? And especially if my husband's going to be overseas, you know, we we didn't know at the time that I wanted to make sure I had something where I was available for any kids that we had. So I started thinking about, you know, what occupation do I feel called to? What would I, you know, be able to do? And becoming a teacher spoke to me. You know, and I wanted to be in a position where I could be on a similar schedule to my children, that I could ensure their education, and so that's the route that I went. And you know, I substitute taught, I taught full time. Um, you know, when my boys were really little, it was great subbing because I could go on field trips with them and be a room mom. All honestly, all the things that my mom wanted to do but didn't have time to do as a professor. I got to do. Um, But 16 years in, and my last teaching assignment was just, it was rough. The kids loved them, but it was a rough assignment. It really was wearing me down physically and Mm -hmm. emotionally, and it was getting to a point where I just was so exhausted in every way, and especially emotionally. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I taught middle school at the time. I was coming home to two middle schoolers as well. There was no (laughs) reprieve. Talk about being drained. (laughs) Yeah, I needed something, some escapism. And I've always been an avid reader. I've loved historical fiction on a whim, you know, probably what, maybe seven years ago, I picked Mm -hmm. up a historical romance. I was like, let's give it a try. It's like, oh, there's a happily ever after to this story. Let's okay. give another one a try. Oh, well, look at that. <laughs> there's a happily ever after. And another one. <laughs> and, you know, it actually took me probably like six months before I realized that there was always going to be a happily ever after. That uh-huh. even when I was nail biting in the story that it would work out, I didn't catch on very quickly for, for some reason. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I decided about three and a half years ago that, you know, I have all these stories rumbling in my head. Why not give it a try? Goodness knows you've taught composition long enough. So well, Let's what did you, can do it. you can do it. To write your first book? Like what was that trigger? So like I said, I just, I, so ever since I was a kid, I've had kind of like um, story scenes that would come to me as I'm falling asleep And I started to listen to those. And I started to think about how can I expand this into a full story? So August 2017, my husband went out of town. My kids were still going to bed early. I sat down at the computer and I just started writing. But then school started. My kids went back. I went back. Life happened. It got kind of pushed to the side And then in January of 2018, my husband's appendix ruptured and he ended up spending two weeks in the hospital. And so I was driving up and down the highway almost every day to see him, chauffeuring kids, juggling that, going to work. And by the end, he was healthy, good as a fiddle, came home, but I just needed more escapism. I needed something cathartic for me. So I went back to writing the book. I knew nothing about publishing at all. All I knew was how to write a book and how to edit a book. And even then, you know, I will always advocate for a professional editor. Uh Outside set of eyes is always the way to go. But I put that book up on Amazon and was like, I should probably figure out what I'm doing now. You know, I told no one. I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell my best friend when i got when my happen
0: when they knew tell well, me when i
1: got my author copy of my first book and the cover is very different now than it was way back when i took a picture of it and i sent it to my best friend and i was like i did a thing and the woman on the cover had dark hair and my friend's like is that you what is that the cover what's going on and who is Celeste like what why is your name on this and so i was like I wrote a book and you know I have social media thanks Instagram for um, outing me to my mother and um, I had not told anybody yet and Instagram even though they're separate accounts from my Facebook friends suggested me to my mother and she's like um so I found you on here with your picture, that's a really good picture. What's going on? And, you know, Celeste is a gnome de plume. So she was like, that it's not the right name. I was like, actually, it is. <laughs> so, um, you know, by then my husband knew and Instagram outed me to a few more of my teaching colleagues. And, you know, the first and second book, I didn't know what I was doing. I just had these stories I wanted to tell, but I already knew. I had a five and it ended up being six book series in my head. So just before the third book, I was like, well, you know, you should probably get your act together. And uh-huh. if you want this book to get into people's hands, you need to figure out how to do that. So I really started to learn the business side of being an author and being an entrepreneur and understanding that I had made myself into a small business and exactly. I needed to treat it. Oh. How that
0: changed you as a person? How that changed you?
1: Oh, in so many ways. Um, you know, I emotionally was much happier. You know, I was able to find this escapism. I would write while my kids were at swim practice or in the school pickup line or, you know, sitting while everybody else was watching TV at home. I'd be, you know, typing away and keeping them company, things like that. Um, But, you know, business wise and what that has done for me, it reopened creativity Mm -hmm. that I'd forgotten I had. You know, as little kids, we're so encouraged to use our imagination and well, at least our generation was. Um, you know, yes, I'm going to
0: stop you right there because you just mentioned something that is so true. Like when we're little, we tend to dream so much and aspire for so much and imagine things, big things. And mm-hmm. once we reach adulthood, that stops for some reason. And it's it so amazing when you tapped back into it, and you seem to do that. So. How do you keep that inspiration going? You
1: know, I get asked that question and I don't have a magical answer to it. You know, one story just seems to feed into another. I have a very vivid and active imagination. But as I tell one story and I start to create secondary characters, then you know i'm like oh well i could give them their own story and what would they be like and what would they do and who would i match them up with and so it just has managed to just kind of keep me going and you know um two of my series are connected to each other and then two of them are completely separate from everything else but having that first series kind of you know helped me get my feet under me and start to Hone in on that creative process. And like I said, you know, if a scene comes to me more than once right before I'm about to fall asleep, I know I have the basis for a story. And okay. people ask, well, what comes first, the characters or the plot? They come at the same time. You know, I can't distinguish from that because my imagination creates this scene and then I let it evolve um, and see where it goes from there.
0: Yeah. Um, That's amazing.
1: I love that process. So you have a total of 26 books now? Yeah, I'm finishing proofreading the 27th. It'll go off to my proofreader, the professional one, pretty soon. And it releases in July. My 26th just came out at the beginning of May. Um Little did I know three years ago that I would have all these books and that I would leave the classroom and be a full-time author and entrepreneur. Um, You know, that's just kind of the way things rolled out for me. And I've been fortunate to be able to do that ever since I got started. So It
0: is amazing. It is amazing (laughs) because not everybody gets to make that transition and you did it. And so successfully as well, I have to say, um, you, you said you have how many series are, and you said 26 books, 27 coming out now, but how many series are in total? like
1: So I'll spin a little bit so that you can see. Uh, the top shelf is The Highland Ladies, and book 12 just came out. I'm working on book 13 now. And then the st- Stacked up books are the first series of Clan Sinclair. Those are all the old original OG covers. Um, then you can see the shirtless guy, Leaf. He, that series that's standing up there is my Viking Glory series. Mm-hmm. And then these two right here are Pirates of the Isles. And there's four of those. I just only have copies of the first two. Okay. So total um, four, four series? Yes, the Highland Ladies, the Clan Sinclair, Viking Glory, and Pirates of the Isles. Awesome. Fantastic. I mean,
0: I I just, I'm just like, whoa, like all that in four years. (laughs) That's a lot of writing. And I love your writing style too.
1: Thank you. So
0: clear. I added it up last year.
1: Well, sorry, I was going to say I counted it up last year and I think I wrote about 1.2 million words in the space of a year because I released 12 books last year.
0: Oh, my God. Are you sure you didn't break any Guinness record?
1: You need to check out. I know. I was just actually (laughs) thinking that right before you said it. I was like, maybe I should look into this. Yeah, you need to check. I think you broke a record right there. (laughs) <laughs> day. I don't know. I know I definitely broke a personal record. Um, I'm sorry. I cut you off. What were you going to ask me? No, that's fine. That's completely
0: fine. So I have a question. What's in the future for, for Celeste Barclay? What's, what's in, in there? What, what any projects, any, anything that you foreseen writing in the future, any, anything uh, personal that like you want to do as an entrepreneur, like tell us.
1: Yeah. All okay. of it. All of it. Every single bit of it. <laughs> um, you know, I intend to keep writing historical romance for as long as the stories keep coming to me and I can. Um, I have three audiobooks out already and I just my publisher just signed a 10 book audio deal for me. So I have 10 more. It'll be um, two more in the Highland Ladies series. It'll be all which way do I point? All of Viking glory and the first three of the clan Sinclair. Um, So I'm also starting to pursue translations. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in an anthology over the summer. So my first book is being translated into Spanish right now. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to do Italian, Portuguese, German and French as well. And uh, let's see what else. Um, That's amazing. And I love it. And I have a project that I'm mulling over that I haven't started yet. It would be different. Um, It would be a different genre for me. And my mom is English and my dad is Moroccan. We're fresh off the plane. I wasn't born in the U.S. My kids are first generation on my side. Mm -hmm. Um, And growing up in the 80s and 90s, being half Arab was not um, easy Mm -hmm. at times. So the story that I'm playing around with is a fictionalized kind of um, story of my life. So the character is completely original. That is not, that woman is not me. Mm -hmm. But some of the experiences that she has in the book are very much experiences that I had and things that were said to me or that I heard. You know, I obviously, I look and sound very all-American. People don't realize that I'm 50% Moroccan 50% Arab so it's I okay I have a lot of of un- things. I'm from
0: Puerto Rico so I'm like I have all of them yeah <laughs> like all of
1: them <laughs> yes you know when I lived east people always used to ask me if I was Puerto Rican I was like, no I wouldn't mind being Puerto Rican I've been <laughs> to Puerto Rico I see but yeah. I'm not <laughs>
0: But um, you know, I mean I love that. I love that approach. I love that you are um including, you know, personal experiences um you know in a way that you could like help other people on uh, you know not only identify with your book but also to maybe, you know, teach them how overcome it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, you know, with time, those, um, if there were any scars that were done, you, you, how you heal them. So I, I think that's amazing. I love that that concept. And I love that you are actually creating a character where you can, um, you know, talk about those experiences that you had. I, I think that book, book is going to be amazing. It's going to like be off the charts. So, I hope so. Well, uh, that's my personal opinion, and when that happens, we can bring you back, and we can talk about it, because I'm pretty sure that's going to rock. That's going to be another Guinness record on Amazon.
1: (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. You can help spread the word for me when it's ready to go. Yes, yes. I would love that. So tell our audience,
0: what are your top three the top three things that you have done to achieve success?
1: Um, You know, some people do vision boards and things like that. I'm not, that's not my jam. Like I keep trying to do Pinterest and it's just not me, but Mm -hmm. I do set goals. Even when I don't write them down, I set measurable, attainable, achievable goals. And maybe that's the teacher in me from having to teach other people how to do that. But for example, last year, I don't know why I set it, but I set a goal to write and publish 12 books in a year. And that's what I did. So when I decided that that's what I was going to do, I had to figure out how to do that. So the first is definitely goal setting. Know where you want to go. And then the second is figure out how you're going to get there. Know what resources you need and what supports you might want, um, where your product or your service is going to be directed. Have a focus on that. Know what your end plan is and plan backwards, which is also a teacher thing. Where do we want our students to get to? How do we get them there? And then the third thing is time management. And some people have it very naturally. Um, I think I do because of life experiences that have trained me to have time management. But that is key. And I think that that is really pivotal for people. Um, It very definitely affects motivation when you can't manage your time. Things feel, you know, unaccomplishable, um, or they become overwhelming, or they just don't get done. So I really think that those are three things that have seriously led to the success I've had. And I think that they are traits that successful people have in common. Um, I'm not a huge I agree with you. help book <laughs> reader. So maybe other people say that too. Uh, but those, from my experience, are the, the three that you need. And then the sky's the limit from there. That's right. The sky's the limit. Well, thank you so much,
0: Celeste, for being here with us today. I appreciate your time. I love your books. And people, you need to go to Amazon and search for her books are amazing. They're very, I mean, the imagination is is. I mean, thank you. I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm just gonna tell you need to read her books. All right. Well, thank you so much, Celeste, for being here. You guys, you until next episode. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us. And until then, and don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless.
1: Thank you, Celeste. Thank you. Bye.